0: Welcome back to the show. It's good to have you. I'm J.B. Hager. And I'm Michael Barnes. From the Austin American Statesman. And, uh, you know, this this is interesting because when I think of a Lions Club, I think of Fred Flintstone. Now, <laughs> and those kind of, what were they? Do you remember? Uh, uh, water buffaloes or something? <laughs> right. I don't remember. <laughs> Not as popular now, but those kind of society clubs Mm. had a heyday fraternal clubs yeah fraternal clubs and uh, lions club was one of them and and austin it was actually one of the oldest
1: the oldest by some ways of measuring it the very first one was in 1916 it was the first chapter of the lions club international it has persisted all these years and had a lot of really interesting people involved in it. And they're also done a lot of good. And they're not one of these secret societies, you know, with secret handshakes and all right. that. Right? It's more about networking
0: and business
1: leaders, correct? That and also just people wanting to go out and do good deeds. You know, they're, the people I've known that have been lions have all been good deed doers. Not to be
0: confused with the Elks.
1: Well, the elks had a different way of doing things, but they they currently, or at least the last time I checked in with them, uh, were meeting in the old elks lodge on
0: Dawson, on Dawson. which is a cool building. That
1: cool building up there.
0: Oh my god! Swimming
1: pool and everything. That's
0: just up the hill south of Barton Springs, right, with a to downtown the right. view and yeah, a, uh, yeah. I think they call it the High Road now. Lions Club in nineteen sixteen. Who were some of these charter members? And well,
1: and, 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 and well, they weren't
0: wealthy people,
1: but they were people who were like middle class, maybe upper middle class. Well, Go there to. was like Thurlow B. Weed, who of the Weed Funeral Home. and
0: Which is a name that's still in, in yeah, town, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, Weed absolutely. A okay. lot of
1: these businesses are like Joe Cohn of the Fine Jewelry Dynasty, which is still a going thing. And then Harry Reasonover, barber to the governors, and John Gracie, Son of the Gracie Title founder, and they're still around.
0: Which chances are, if you bought a a home in Austin, you might have closed at Gracie Title. I know I have. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: And then somebody called Chester T. Cromwell, who was at the time the managing editor of the Austin Statesman and Tribune. And that's a little narrow window in time because it was the Statesman and Tribune for a very brief period. The Statesman Mm. had absorbed the Tribune. And we've gone through Statesman history you know, all on this podcast, but we'll have more on it as well. People were plumbers, bookstore owners, insurance company owners, uh, some doctors and
0: dentists and an ophthalmologist. There are current lines. This is still an existing oh, chapter. I don't know, I mean you know from interviews, but in your personal life, do you know anyone? Actually I did.
1: One of my dear friends, uh, Ann Rogers, who was the editor who helped hire me here and is still very much in contact.
0: She was a member of this club. Huh? Yeah. Of the, the downtown founders club. Now this is interesting when you mention a woman because they, they admitted women in their second year and then stopped and stopped because the, the international,
1: Decided that not to accept women members, and it wasn't until really, really late nineteen eighty seven. Wow, right? When it, the the person they let in was Travis County Tax Assessor Collector Cecilia Burke. Okay. that's a good person to let in, <laughs> right? <laughs> the right. tax woman,
0: <laughs> right? Right. The name Lions resonates with Austinites for a completely different story. And it's a sponsorship they did with Lyons Municipal. Yes,
1: they were the ones who built Lyons Municipal Golf Course, which is on the Brackenridge Track. Now, that's the tract of land west of downtown near the lake that George Bracken, Brackenridge had given to the University of Texas. as He wanted to see the campus move from the the 40 acres down to... Lakeside. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, no, he thought that would be there was much more room and, and they would be in this lovely setting. I mean, it's still owned by uh, UT and there's graduate student housing mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. there. There's a bio lab. There's several uh, other activities that the university engages in that are down there. But for the longest time, the, the golf course, UT just left that alone. Mm-hmm. And the line. It, it was left, a
0: lease to the city of Austin. Eventually, right. yes. Yeah.
1: And the Lions Club did a fantastic job creating this. If you've never been out there, I don't golf, but I've been out there. It's been a long time, but yeah. It is a beautiful piece of land that Mm -hmm. has been lovingly taken care of. And my thought on it was, why not make it add more park-like things to it? Because if you're not a golfer, you've never seen it. You don't know why it's so holy to people. And of course, it has another historical resonance in that it was it is thought to be the first golf
0: club in the south to have been desegregated and mm-hmm. there's a historical marker people who are supporters of the save muni campaign right really played that card if you want to call it right. that i don't mean to disrespect that or anything no. but but that to make it have historic historical value to preserve it. As it's a another golf course.
1: tool in the toolbox for yeah. preserving something yeah. you love. But they also the Lions this very same club because there are a lot of Lions clubs in the Austin area. This is the downtown founders, uh, which means they, you know, they're the ones who who found other clubs in the area. But they also planted the pecans along Barton Springs Road, which are so familiar.
0: I I kept an Airstream in Pecan Grove Park, <laughs> so, you know, and you, throughout the night you just hear clunk, clunk—the <laughs> yes. pecans dropping on top. But they're—they've done so
1: <laughs> many things through the years, and they're very much involved. Helen Keller urged them to be the Knights of the Blind, so they do a lot of work all over the world on blindness yeah. and and vision impairment. They have a lot
0: of other specialties too. They have a a camp down in Kerrville. The camp. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it. it, uh, And and I. And I'm. You know, the reason I know have a clue about this is all at all is it's in Indelible Austin, your book, Volume Two. But it uh, (laughs) it it started that effort after the uh, polio.
1: Yes. Yes. There were a lot of, uh, you know, just like the sunshine camps, which were a, a, a way of dealing with TB there were a lot of summer camps that were set up to deal with polio and they, they joined with the San Antonio Lions Club to build the one in Kerrville interestingly enough the the San Antonio Club claims they're older because they were part of this kind of early version of the Lions Club, but they weren't continuous because they didn't keep going during World War One.
0: Oh, so, so, so that's, that's says, the debate. Over right. Austin says, there.
1: well, we've been continuous, so we're gotcha. the oldest. <laughs>
0: gotcha. A little, a little pissing match there, it yeah. sounds like. You mentioned casually at the end of the story, they put some fountains in Lady Bird Lake, but yet people don't seem to know what happened to that. Yeah, they just disappeared. You Which know. I love the idea of fountains in Lady Bird Lake. They may have
1: washed away in a flood. Mm-hmm. The city could have come in and just said, "We don't want these." Fountains are hard to maintain. That's one of the reasons we don't have a lot of them in this city because mm-hmm. they they require a huge amount of maintenance. And think about it. Where is where is the nearest fountain to you right now? You know,
0: probably <laughs> University of
1: Texas. Nearest big one, yes. Yeah, I mean there's some small ones uh, on the Capitol grounds, but no, they're hard to, to oh, uh, gotcha. uh, keep up.
0: Oh, I like the idea of that. If they want to revisit <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> but it's still you could go become a Lions member today. Is there any special requirements, or just I don't you think have to be so. Nominated, maybe. I don't think so. That's a really good question. Currently, the
1: Downtown Founders Club is is half women. And I've been to their meetings, spoken to them a couple of times. I also went to their incredible 100-year anniversary a few years ago in 2016, which was at the Bullock. And it was quite the affair. And they have all these ceremonial titles. So the whole evening it was night of this or whatever of that, as all these clubs have. But interestingly, they have the uh, an East Awesome one that that you know the the Lions Club really wanted everyone to be involved. That was a, a great, great even. I met some UT kids that that were part of the UT Lions Club, and uh, you don't think of one being on campus, right?
0: Oh wow! There's and they have
1: cyber Lions clubs now. So What's this? Oh,
0: wait, you just, just join online this, to I guess network. So. Not to detract from the Lions, this is your moment right here on the Austin Found <laughs> podcast, but I remember this... I'm going to say it was maybe 10 to 12 years ago, there was this real resurgence with these kind of things. Right. Lions Club, Elks Club, yes. th- that building on Dawson, you talk... About, and a lot of young people yes. were joining them because you could... It, it was kind of... It was networking, and but it was also... Dollar beer night yes. you know at, at the uh, at the Elks club and I knew a bunch of young guys that yeah. were were joining these
1: absolutely and they had performances you know concerts and these I mean, these are often nice not fancy but nice facilities and a lot of of old elk clubs or lions clubs or whatever are now are venues but I think all of that came out of the whole bowling alone. Phenomena where it was observed that people weren't doing as many social things as they did in the 1950s. There's some question as to the data of on that because t- because of TV or something. Well, and, <laughs> and, and and you know the internet.
0: As you r- rightly point out, there was a resurgence for a while. And there's some other names you might recognize that were Lions members. And I I, I love when names come up. Uh, Congressman Jake Pickle. Absolutely. Austin Mayor Gus Garcia, who's come up on this show. Yes, many times. Uh, and Willie Kasurik, which Kasurik is a name you probably recognize. He was a civic leader that, that got a lot done. And as we said,
1: although many people don't know this, he's the namesake for our convention center.
0: And at the time of this writing, you mentioned their oldest living current member, Moton H. Crockett, Junior. Jr., yeah, it was, was
1: 93 when i wrote this in 2006 and he recently passed away uh he's part of a, a family of business people who owned okay. a lot of land for instance they owned the land over here that uh um the downtown threadgills was uh on mm. and there were a lot of negotiations about threadgills staying there and Moton was always like yeah let him stay there uh
0: eddie wilson was a, is a good guy Eventually, Eddie opted out of both places. It was. I spent some time with Eddie Wilson when that was going down, and it, it all came down to those property taxes. Exactly. You know, again, a recurring theme, theme on, on this show, show is that it, they're being taxed. You know, a great restaurant like that, a great heritage in Austin, they're being taxed on what the property can be, not right. what it is.
1: And it's it's going to be a high rise. You know, yeah. it's it's in an area that is zoned for density. So right. Uh, and they're building one on the the peanuts lot across the way. The which is
0: where Hooters was. Yes, <laughs> forever. <laughs> that treasured icon of. So many tears were shed when uh, <laughs> the last wing was served at Hooters. Yeah. Not, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into the show. We appreciate you listening to Austin Found, and you know, share this with your friends on socials. Let them know about it. And pick up your copies of Indelible Austin. This story, in particular, is in Volume Two. And
1: you can get them at Book People. Order them online from Book People, and they'll either do, uh, ship it to you, or you can—they'll do curbside delivery.
0: Yeah, and we re- are referencing that because we're in the summer of COVID shutdown. I'm sure you still like buying books in person, holding them in hand. You're yeah. probably not a Kindle person, are you? No, or anything like that. Me, Me either. No. Me either. I love—I like the paper. I like holding it. But pick up your copies of Indelible Austin, and thanks for tuning in. Happy trails.